1: Libby will be back to host Free For All Friday tomorrow. And today she makes a special appearance right here on Fight Back in about 15 minutes. After hosting a special CARP event here at the Zoomerplex this morning with Canada's Finance Minister Bill Morneau. If you missed the live-streamed event on the CARP website, uh, which is still there for your viewing, Libby will offer us a wrap-up of what the Finance Minister had to say and whether the Trudeau Liberals have the best interests of older Canadians in mind ahead of this fall's election. First, though, the end of OHIP's emergency travel Travel insurance coverage. As we've been reporting for the past day on Zoomer Radio News, the Ford PCs are prepared to cut the out of country travelers program, which provides up to $400 a day for inpatient services like intensive care, $200 a day for lower levels of care, and $50 a day for outpatient services. We are fortunate enough to have the health minister herself explain why. Christine Elliott, thank you so much for joining us.
2: A pleasure, Jane. How
1: are you? I'm fine, thanks. So we, we just need some details on, uh, we've heard a little bit from your assistant, MPP Robin Martin. She's been doing the rounds, basically saying the program is not delivering good value for money. Can you expand on that?
2: Yes, uh, it it is uh, has proven to be an ineffective program. Right now, it spends um, it costs about two point eight million dollars to administer about nine million dollar in claim payments. So it's about a third of the the cost of the program is just on administration. But secondly, it doesn't provide the level of coverage that I think people expect that it does. So we've heard from a number of stakeholders, from individuals who have said that people are really being given a false sense of security by the existing program um, because it only covers $400 in costs. and we know that if someone has to be hospitalized in the United States, for example, the cost can be far, far higher and people aren't expecting that and can be stuck with very high payments. So we believe it's really important to let people know that, to encourage people to buy their own travel insurance, which can be obtained quite inexpensively and can cover their entire costs. I think that's uh, something that we need to do to be fair to uh, the people of Ontario, to let them know that. And also, it's it's our responsibility to spend uh, taxpayers' dollars wisely, and this program was not a good use of public funds.
1: So how has it worked up until now? Did When travelers leave Canada, um, what What percentage rely solely on the OHIP travel insurance? What percentage rely on private? And is there a connection between the private and the public service so that, say you did have to make a claim, would part of it go through OHIP first before the private insurer would then pay the remainder? How how has that all worked?
2: My understanding is that many people now do obtain private insurance because they, a lot of people don't even know about the OHIP program, so they would have arranged it. Many people already have it as part of their benefits package at work, uh, but for many seniors who may be travelling, uh, they are probably not aware of this limitation in coverage and we want to make sure that if something unfortunate does happen that they will be able to be covered. So so that's something that um, it, it can be obtained, as I say, quite inexpensively
1: and will cover the entire amount of the cost sustained
2: um, should there be a health problem.
1: Now, you mentioned the cost to run the program, almost $3 million for $9 million in claims. So the service is being used somewhat It is, but it's very time-consuming for people to
2: go through this process, and we have heard from individuals who have simply given up because it is so cumbersome and so difficult to deal with. So I don't think that's, that's good value for taxpayers, and it is something that in the, uh, the health budget could be used for others, senior
1: services, for example, that could be far more effective. Okay, that was my next question. Does that $2.8 million go elsewhere in the health system? Absolutely it will, yes. We just
2: announced um, several days ago a a, a dental program for low-income seniors that will be a $90 million annual program that will help um, seniors on low incomes get access to vital uh, dental care services because we know that the waits can be very long in some of the health care units or community um, health centers. We want to make sure that people don't have to wait a year to get those services and don't need to end up in emergency departments as well. We want to make sure that people can get timely access to to dental care.
1: We're here with Health Minister Christine Elliott. Now the complaint around the government's decision, the complaint has been um, that you haven't had much consultation. It's just a matter of a few days of consultation before getting rid of this out-of-country traveler program. What do you say to that? We have actually consulted with uh, a number of,
2: uh, of individuals and, and groups, and that is something that has been um, thought about very seriously from the Ministry of Health's perspective because we know that uh, some people will be uh, disappointed by this. But when you're taking a look at the overall portfolio of services and you're spending a third of the program on administration, it tells you that there's there's something uh, wrong with that. And because the level of coverage is so low, it's also giving people that false sense of security. So I think it's important to be um, very honest and frank with the people of Ontario and encourage them when they are traveling to obtain their own private insurance to make
1: sure that they will
2: have full coverage in the event of a health occurrence.
1: Minister, I think snowbirds, snowbirds want a little bit of reassurance, and I know you have a hard out at twelve at 10 past 12, so I want to be respectful of your time. Snowbirds who go south out of the country for six months of the year, uh, they want to be reassured that they can continue to do that without losing their OHIP coverage once they return. This is a separate issue altogether. Yes? That is a
2: separate issue altogether. They oh. will continue to uh, to have their OHIP coverage, um, bearing in rule in mind the rules with respect to residents and so on for tax purposes. But it, in terms of your OHIP coverage, you will still be covered by OHIP. Okay. It's, it's still just extra insurance for when you're out of the country.
1: Okay. Thank you very much for your time and helping to explain what's going on.
2: My pleasure. Thank you very
1: much, Jane. Christine Elliott, the Health Minister of Ontario, making her first public comments about the cut to the out-of-country travellers program, which is likely going to come to an end on October 1st. So what do you think of the Health Minister's reasoning, especially if you're a traveller who leaves the province, leaves the country on a regular basis? Does this make sense? 416-360-0740 or toll free one eight six. 6, 744 740 Before we go to the NDP health critic, let's hear what Diane has to say. You've heard the health minister. Diane, go ahead. Yes, oh, I agree with what they're doing. Uh, the $400, uh, it's nothing. People
2: really should have their own insurance. My question was to the uh, minister, uh, traveling from province to province, does OHIP cover that?
1: Uh, She has left us, but but you know what? Just hang on for a second. We'll get uh, Marit Stiles, Marit Stiles on the line here with us, Uh, the NDP health critic. Marit, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, it's great to be here. Hi, I don't know if you heard much of what the minister was saying there in terms of her explanation about the program and why it should Mm -hmm. go and public consultation and so on. But uh, just before we get into your reaction, Diane from Toronto is asking whether our OHIP coverage is extended once we leave the province, which is a different matter, but just wondering if you're aware of that.
3: Yeah, it is. Um now I mean, yes, I, yes, it is. Within Canada you are you remain protected. Okay, Diane? No, so it's fine. We can travel to any province and OHIP covers us fully.
1: That's what uh that's what the N D P health critic is saying. Okay, thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you. Um Marit, so it seems to be that um, your biggest complaint with the decision to get rid of this out-of-country travelers program is that it just sort of snuck up on us. There, there, was, there did not appear to be uh, any warning of a public consultation or grace period so people could think about it and react thoughtfully.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think what we've seen repeatedly with this government is um, this pattern. Um, where they try to ram something through and there really isn't any real opportunity for consultation. I mean, in this case, they're giving folks six days, including a weekend, to provide input. And they're doing this, and this is also important to note, during what we call constituency week. So when the legislature is not sitting, uh, when the minister doesn't have to be at Queen's Park and be grilled and asked questions by both the opposition and uh, and the media – and so it really kind of is a is interesting timing, I would say. So I think it's very inadequate. Um, but it's in keeping with the pattern we've seen, uh, particularly around uh, health care, where we've seen them, for example, also uh, just announce pretty major cuts to public health uh, in this province um, and with absolutely no consultation with anyone.
1: Now, the minister did say that there has been some consultation leading up to uh, this information becoming public
3: you know there's there was a report that was done uh, not long ago which which looked at this program and and said there are things that we could do to improve it and i think what the government is doing here is kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater uh, i'm not aware we are not aware of any significant consultation and i think ontarians who travel outside the country will say they haven't been consulted until now. Um, but certainly, you know, you can improve programs, but to throw everything out the door without actually talking uh, with the people who are going to be most effective, you know, who are especially, let's let's face it, you know, uh, folks who, who leave the country routinely, whether for business or, or snowbirds heading south in the winter. Um, and, and I think that the, the fact that they are, again, doing this kind of at a time when it seems very behind the scenes, very back door, is very uh, concerning.
1: Now, it costs to administrate uh, this program $2.8 million to process $9 million in claims. I would agree with the minister that that's not a very effective program, and it's not really being widely used when you look at that $9 million number. It's also, she says, misleading to suggest that OHIP travelers coverage would help you out in any significant way if you had to be hospitalized, say, in the United States. So maybe, maybe this is, a Good idea. You know, uh,
3: again, I think that there have been some reports written recently that, that pointed to some of these, I guess, inefficiencies in the way that the program operates. But again, um, what's happening here, I think, is that there is going to be this this group of people that we're concerned about um, that may not be able to access uh, coverage. People who have pre existing conditions, people with cancer or diabetes, or someone who's pregnant who has to travel outside to the United States and won't even have you know, this this kind of marginal uh, protection. Now, obviously, like we know, when we travel, if we can, we really should always travel um, with coverage, full coverage, uh, especially the United States, right? But what worries me here is that we're basically letting uh, Ontarians who are traveling outside for many good reasons, um, kind of putting them at the mercy of the United States healthcare system as well, and, and in this case, Donald Trump's healthcare system, let's face it. So, I mean, we have concerns about those people who are going to fall through the cracks.
1: All right. And I just uh, I, I, I misnamed you, uh, Marit. I said that you yeah. were the, the health critic. That's France Jelena. My apologies. That's
3: right. Yeah. France Jelena is an amazing uh, MPP from from uh, Nickel Belt. She's our health critic. I'm the education critic. But, uh, um, you know, I think we're all really concerned about what this means for our constituents.
1: You're the, also the MPP for Davenport, uh, not too far here from the Zoomerplex, uh, just a little <laughs> bit north of us here. Uh, but uh, so, so your expertise in terms of um, uh, co- uh, opposing this particular plan is, is solely on the consultation process. You're not saying that it might not work. It's just that we needed a little bit of time to get used to. It. It to have proper input, I think that what
3: we are finding with this government again is is yes, part of it is the lack of consultation, and the the, the concern I have is that we see it repeatedly, uh, and we've seen it in cases like, for example, when they brought in this this big legislation to change the way that the healthcare system operates, which has many loopholes for private uh, for-profit expansion in healthcare. So whenever they do something like this and they introduce some change, however big or small. Um, We need time. Ontarians deserve time to be consulted, especially those who are going to be most impacted. Um, The government is saying this won't affect that many people. Um, because they already have private insurance and OHIP only covers so much. But again, what about those people who are perhaps not able to access that coverage? And are we just leaving them
1: literally out in the cold? All right. If you've been listening since uh, after Bob's news, you've heard both sides. You've heard from the health minister. You've heard from the NDP critic, Marit Stiles. What do you think? Do Are we good to get rid of this program that provides some very little actually out of country travel insurance? Let's Let's go to the phones, 416 Toll free, 1 866 740 Ralph and Pickering, go ahead.
3: Yes, I don't know why we're paying uh, OHIP or uh, coverage for people that can afford to leave Ontario or Canada to go down the States for a vacation when we can't afford to pay other people that are really need our health care, then uh, we're cutting their um, monies away. Um, if they can afford to go away, surely they can afford to get their own health coverage.
1: So you're okay with that 2.8 million going into a different area of health care?
3: Well, no, I'm okay with the 10 million going away. If we put, if it costs us 2.8 million to to uh, administer it, and another 9 million to give pe- to people that can afford to go away, then they should be able. That's 10 million difference.
1: All right. Thank you so much for your call, Ralph. Thank you. Mara, leave us with your final thoughts on this before we get into our next segment.
3: Well, I would just caution folks to remember that, you know, people go outside of the country for lots of reasons. And sometimes it's simply people who, um, who are going down there for work. Sometimes it's people who have to leave suddenly because of, you know, for some other reason, they have to visit a relative who's ill, you know, things like this that come up. And I think we we as Ontarians deserve to know that our government has our back. And, you know, sometimes when these little things, they, they, they really add up for a lot of people. And I, and I don't think it's only wealthy people who
1: are going on vacation that this will affect. NDP, MPP, Marit Stiles, thanks for your time.
0: Thank you. Great to have you here, as always. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.